Hey, Micah here. If you have ever thought about writing a book, I'm wondering if you know that you're already on the writing journey. We have partnered with our friends at HopeWriters.com to share a free 30-second quiz to see where you are in your writing journey and to help you move forward in getting the story out of your mind and into the hearts and minds of others. To learn more and to take their free 30-second quiz, you can go to HopeWriters.com backslash quiz. I'll say it again. That's HopeWriters.com backslash quiz. H-O-P-E-W-R-I-T-E-R-S dot com backslash quiz. If you have a message of hope to share, Hope Writers wants to help you use it to inspire your readers. Hey friends, welcome to the Lucky Few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather. Mercedes. And Micah. And you are listening to season three of the podcast. And this season, we have been going deep on what it means to own your influence, to shout the worth of people with Down syndrome in the spaces that you already inhabit. And we're celebrating people in our community who are using their voices in their very own spaces. So today we're introducing you to Michelle Sullivan, founder and CEO of Littlest Warrior Apparel, podcaster at Advocate Like a Mother, mm-hmm. and mom to three teenage girls, and Eli, her four-year-old son with Down syndrome. He's five now. He's five! He's five. He's recently. Just recently turned five. <laughs> five-year-old son. Michelle's story is one of those that um, just completely inspires us because she looked for something, in her case, cute t-shirts that would be conversation starters, and she couldn't find them. So she went out like a champion and just created them herself. And in making shirts with slogans like chromosomally enhanced and helmet hair don't care and advocate like a mother and staring's not caring, she has somehow playfully opened the door to conversations with people in her own life and for all of us in our lives. She's opened the door um, for those of us who wear her shirts. I know my advocate like a mother t-shirt constantly leads to conversations and you guys conversations change the world they do <laughs> my advocate like a mother is my iep uniform <laughs> not even joking and i realized that i i believe people on my team roll their eyes at me because i now have two kids at the same school many common team members many meetings and i show up every time in the <laughs> same shirt i am that mom thank you <laughs> but just we, want to remind you guys <laughs> just so you know what i'm here to do um, <laughs> but we love michelle here at the podcast we yes, absolutely we love do. her um half of my children's wardrobe comes from her and a good portion yes. of mine for real <laughs> and we're so proud of how cool her designs are um, and that they've been such an important part of equipping the rest of us to shout the worth of our kiddos. So Mercedes, mm-hmm. your yes. kids have worn these tees from time to time. What's your favorite little warrior? Ooh. Can you choose even? Oh man, that's hard to say. I do love my advocate like a mother one. Um, and then for my sunflower triple threat, yeah. love that one. <laughs> and, um, for the boys, I think I've I I've rocked the um, old school Lucky Few collab that you yeah, guys did. That was a good one since the beginning. Yeah, because Sunflower had it, then Rhodes, and then now Shep wears it. So that's kind of a favorite because they all three wore it. I love that. That's what fun. about you, Miss Micah? Oh, I first I first got the chromosomally enhanced when Ace was just like a little tiny nugget, and it was. The biggest, the smallest size I could get was like a, a big baggy dress on him, <laughs> and uh, I love, I love that he wears all the time. The so totally worth it. Yeah, no, I love that one too. I love that one, and of course, my advocate like a mother T-shirt. Yes, is very important. The advocate very. like a mother shirt is just too good. Um, it's so good. My favorites are the Be Kind. She did the kid one in a neon mm-hmm. tank. Mm-hmm. And I, she and I have collaborated on a couple d- designs. 
And I remember saying, I like, we have to have this in a tank. And she's like, people don't buy tanks. And all I want is my kids to wear tank tops, like especially my boys. <laughs> and I want every shirt in a tank, but it's true. People don't buy tank tops. So listeners, let us know what that is about because a tank top on a kid is so cute, right? So cute. Like it's way really cuter cute. than a t-shirt. And I know I'm in California, but everywhere, <laughs> most places in the United States Thanks for reminding everybody again. Very warm <laughs> at some point in life. Anyways, those, those are my favorite. I love <laughs> our green. My, my very favorite is our neon green with the black lettering tank top. Yes. That, yes, all yeah. three of my kids have now worn. And it's now on August, a little baggy, which is the best. So we're so excited Michelle's here today, and we're excited to talk to her about her story with Eli, her apparel company, and her podcast. Friends, welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Okay, now, Michelle. So Michelle's here, everybody, for real. Um, welcome. Michelle, we're so excited you're here with us. Welcome to the podcast, girl. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Woo-hoo. Welcome, Michelle. Welcome, Michelle. So I know how I met Michelle, and I feel like I've shared this story. It's a repeat, but maybe I haven't. I don't know when I would have shared this on the podcast. However. Well, we did, we did talk about her t-shirts for the uh, our holiday episode. I wonder if you... Sh- Maybe I did. Do it again. Here we go. Do it again. Ready, go. Um, August was a wee babe, and Eli was so tiny. And I was in Orange, the city of Orange, where Michelle currently lives. Sorry if that is private information. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Where you can find her. My address is. Orange, Having brunch with a mutual friend. It was so random. I literally am never there. And um, they were telling us about their new friend who just had a baby with Down syndrome. And here come Michelle and her husband pushing Eli in a stroller. It was like meant to be. Oh, my goodness. It was the best. And so then we invited them to come have, like, sit with us. And we got to know one another a little bit. And Michelle and her whole family, I call them my friends like family. And we Mm. vacationed together. And um, every single one of them are beautiful souls. And they're a gift to my life. What about you girls? Do you, do you remember the moment you met Michelle Sullivan? <laughs> oh my gosh. Michelle, the moment. When did we meet? Was it at a buddy was it walk? Just, was it at the buddy walk that um, when we were all on Heather's team? I think so. Oh yeah, one year we so. did like Team Awesome or Team The Lucky Few. Yeah. And it was like yes. everybody just joined the team. That was fun. Yeah, um, I feel like we kind of maybe met before that and then did the team. Yeah. Does that kind of? Sound familiar? I have the worst memory any, ever, but um, we two vacationed together, <laughs> and I don't know how we met, but we then all of a sudden dove in to lifelong friends forever. Right. Um, and yeah, same. I love your girls. Your girls are the best, and I want to bring them home with me to help me raise my children. <laughs> and I love Eli so much. Him and Rhodes are like little besties. It's so cute. They're so cute together. And they're so cute together. Um, and yeah, I just love Michelle. I can't tell you how we met. Probably social media, then at the Buddy Walk. And you guys need to work on that. Sounds right. Yeah, you need to work on that story. Where is our story? When did it start? <laughs> Micah, try to try to one up that okay, one. Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take take this one all the way to to home base. Is that a thing? Do you say that? <laughs> I mean, in some in some contexts, people say home base, but not this context usually. <laughs> But you go for it, girl. Uh, you're trying to bring it home. That's I'm going to bring it home. That's bring it I'm, home. That's it. Okay. Um, you know, I feel like most of my relationships with people online start with me being like, uh, how will I make this person be my friend? So with Michelle, it was <laughs> I got the chromosomally enhanced T-shirt. And I was like, I'm going to take some freaking adorable pictures of Ace and send them to her. And then maybe she'll share them on Instagram, and then maybe she'll be my friend. So I think I tried a few different times. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, 
eventually it worked, you guys. You just keep trying to make somebody your friends. Persistence. It- <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, but I think I I think I met you in real life the first time when I took my family to Disneyland. That's right. And Ace was a, Ace was a little little guy. He was probably I don't know if he was one yet. I don't I think, think he was. was. I he think was sitting he up. Was he was tiny. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we. Or maybe he had just turned one. Because I think it was in the spring. But yeah, um, <laughs> Heather made it like made a little hangout happen mm-hmm. um, out to, outside Disneyland, and I got to meet a bunch of you people I've been stalking online. So that just, was fun. Just thankful when when stalkies become friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like um, just listening back to these stories that we should go on record that I brought all of us to Michelle. In some <laughs> oh, way. Wow. I thought you did. So you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Heather. You're I should are... th- say thank you to you, Heather, every day. Oh my oh, gosh. That's all that you've done for me. Day. I think that's accurate. I, that a, would be nice. A new expectation. Um, but Michelle is the best, and we love her company, and we love her Advocate Like a Mother podcast, and we're going to hear all about that. And Michelle, will you start? You get to talk now. <laughs> this is what we do. We like dominate. Poor and Michelle. We, our poor guests are like, hello. Oh. <laughs> but you, we would love to hear, tell us a brief um, rendition of your birth story with Eli. Okay. And how Littlest Warrior came to be. So we had three girls and we thought we were done. And then I just kept feeling like we weren't done. And Eric had already had a vasectomy. And so we pursued adoption and that door just kept closing and closing and closing. And so we started thinking about our other options. And so um, vasectomy reversal was on the table. And I told Eric, I said, if we do this, I think the baby's going to have Down syndrome. And he's like, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. Crunched the numbers, like told me we have like a 0.3% chance of that happening. And I was like, well, okay, but I still think it's going to happen. So fast forward, he gets the reversal. We get pregnant right away, which was a huge miracle because they said it takes at least a year uh, for it to work. And then we go into his 20 week or to my 20 week um, ultrasound And as soon as, you know, we looked at the screen, we knew something wasn't right. I saw the two dark circles on his tummy, which ended up being duodenal atresia. Um, And then they found his heart defect. And so they said, you know, these things point to Down syndrome. And so um, I was basically kind of like, told you so. (laughs) 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 And so, um, you know, so then, we, you know, We didn't end up getting um, the amnio. Uh, We passed on that, but we did something called maternity 21 blood test. And that came back positive for um, trisomy 21. And so um, he ended up being born um, full term. He was four pounds, three ounces. He's a tiny little guy. Yeah, so tiny. Then he had his first surgery when he was two days old. They went in to repair his duodenal atresia, which is his intestines were blocked. And then um, he had his open heart surgery at six months old. And I always say once we came home from that, I felt like I could finally breathe because Mm -hmm. I I felt like I was holding my breath those first six months. Because when when we were told um, that he had Down syndrome prenatally, they they basically told us he was going to die. Um, and you know, if he made it to birth, then he would die because of his heart defect. I mean, they were very, (laughs) there was no hope. (laughs) And so I kind of always had that in the back of my head, sadly, you know, believing these doctors. And so once he survived his heart surgery, it was finally like, okay, like we can start living now. And so one of the very first things I, I did was start Littlest Warrior just because I was like, okay, now that we made it through this part, like now I want to like start, you know, basically shouting his worth and showing the world, you know, how amazing he is and how happy we are. So did that, it sounds like that Mm. kind of came, was, was that something you were thinking about for a while wanting to start an apparel company or did that just come because of Eli having Down syndrome and you feeling like, I want some cool t-shirts. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, mainly just um, from having Down syndrome. One thing, you know, when I was pregnant with him, a family member told us that I should abort him because he's only going to suffer. And so I was just like, you know, I, I got to have like a way to like communicate to the world that one, he's not suffering, you know, none of us are suffering and, you know, basically don't, don't pity us. And so, yeah, it was mainly, mainly from him having Down syndrome. I just kind of wanted a way to communicate to the world. We love him and we love our life. Yeah. And you, I saw in an article that you were talking about how after Eli's birth, people kept saying they were sorry and and it just felt like um, sorry didn't fit what you wanted people to say to you. Um, and it took you a while to figure out why. Um, will you talk about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it, it started with uh, the geneticist. Um, and, and one thing that's kind of funny to think back on is originally the um, doctor who did the ultrasound told us, that chances were that he had um, trisomy 13 mm-hmm. or 18. And so I remember being so relieved that he had um, trisomy 21 because I, I felt like that meant he had a greater chance of surviving. And so when the geneticist called, I was just like, oh, like, thank you, Lord. I was just so happy. And he's like, kind of didn't know what to do. And he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was kind of confused at my reaction. <laughs> And I just yeah, remember yeah. thinking, no, like, don't be sorry. Like, this is this is awesome mm. news. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And so, yeah, after even after we had him, like, people kind of had that, you know, they didn't know what to say, and a lot of people did say they were sorry, and it just it didn't feel right. It didn't it didn't right. match how we felt. Um, so your t-shirts are like conversation starters. Then, like, do you when you're designing a shirt, do you think of it that way? I do, yeah, definitely. And one of them, I, you guys mentioned, was um, staring's not caring. That one I had a hard time with because I I knew it wasn't going to be looked upon as a positive thing. <laughs> I wanted that more to be to get people thinking. Um, but I feel like with so many of my other shirts, it's more kind of like uplifting or positive or, Mm-mm. or funny, right. but staring's not caring is one of those ones where I think people might get offended by. And so that, right. that, so that always kind of worries me. It's always in the back of my head. I'm like, shoot, I hope people don't get mad. <laughs> it was a little spicy. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Have you had that happen when Eli's been wearing a staring's not caring shirt? Um, people, I all catch people like, you know, reading it and then they kind of look away. <laughs> it's kind of like setting almost, them up. Yeah, it's totally setting them up. <laughs> it's almost like a trick question. Totally. Like you have to, you have to stare to read the shirt. Exactly. Like, oh, gosh. It's like one of those shirts that's like, what do people use? If you're reading this shirt, then you're right. probably a, right. Right. <laughs> that's so funny. Michelle, what was your first T-shirt for Lilith's Warrior? I wish I could remember. I was thinking about this the other day. He had a helmet at the time, and so it might have been – I feel like I designed a few of them, like, on one night. Yeah. And so I know we for sure did Helmet Hair Don't Care. Um, we did um, the ASL Be Kind because we thought he was deaf. Um, and then we did Holland Tour Guide. I think those were our very first three that we oh, came yeah. out with. I forgot about that one. That one's a pretty popular one, too, the Holland yeah. Tour Guide one. Yeah. Share Love that story that. super briefly, what, what, what that means for listeners who don't know. Yeah, so the there's, yeah, there's a poem called Welcome to Holland um, by a woman named Emily Pearl Kingsley. And she wrote it in the 70s. Um, she had a son with Down syndrome. And she just compared um, what it's like um, to basically get a, a diagnosis. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Down syndrome. It could be any um, diagnosis for your mm-hmm. child. But she said... Um, you know, it's like you're on an airplane and, and you've packed your bags and you've learned Italian and you think you're on your way to Italy. And then the stewardess announces we're landing in, we're going to Holland. And at first you're like, what the heck? I didn't plan for Holland. And then you get out and you realize, you know, there's tulips and there's windmills and there's Rembrandts and it's beautiful there. Um, it's funny cause it's, it's a controversial thing. A lot of people hate yeah. that poem. Um, yeah. And a lot of people love oh, it. Really? Yeah, so yeah. many people mm-hmm. can't stand it. Why? Um, What's the negative part? I think people look at it as 
you know, we're still in Italy. We're not in Holland. And Oh, okay. And like they claim Holland to be less than Italy when exactly, they read it. They're yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Instead of just seeing it as a yeah. different place. They, yeah. I've also guys... talked to moms who have felt like um, if one more person sends me that effing <laughs> Holland <laughs> bowl, like don't, don't. <laughs> take away my feelings that's funny based on this poem you know like yeah. i want to go to italy f holland right. and that like they're just not ready for it yeah you know yeah yeah that it's not hel- yeah. it's not a helpful tool for this isn't like a, a lot of people i've heard right. this from but <laughs> yeah i definitely have heard the controversy behind it too yeah one thing that's kind of funny is we did like a baby moon um before we had eli and we actually went to italy and so I have a bunch of pictures of me and my oh pregnant my belly gosh. in Italy. That's so And it cute. was like literally a, a week after we came home from our trip is when we found out that he had Down syndrome. So it was like kind of like, oh, you know, I was in Italy <laughs> with <Right>. him. <laughs> I still you went to Italy. Italy. Yeah. <laughs> but from now on, it's Holland. Exactly. But now, <laughs> yes. And it's just as good, Michelle. Right. <laughs> Be happy. Be happy. <laughs> That is kind of funny. That's kind of um, an interesting thing. Like I constantly am reminded of, and I feel like that's even great conversation is that everyone um, goes through the conversation of down syndrome differently. Mm-hmm. And um, even like you say with your shirts or even, even with the phrase, the lucky few, or mm-hmm. like they just saw, I don't know. It opens my eyes because I'm not very um, controversial or like, I don't know, maybe I don't think too much into things, but um, um, I just realized that even being in more of an adoptive parent, you know, and mm-hmm. going into it choosing of like yeah. how to be sensitive and how to listen sometimes more than speak. And, um, but that's actually helped me in other areas of my life too. Like, like you said, like sending the poem to the new mom of Holland. No, you know, and not ever saying God made you strong. This is why you're going to handle this. You know, like I just feel like the, I, I feel like down syndrome has opened my eyes to a whole nother kind of, um, compassion, awareness to be slow to speak. And I also think like, I don't know. I don't know. But that's always a conversation that I feel like I'm always having in my head when I see these phrases or how everybody's dealing differently with the diagnosis and um, being sensitive to that. And I feel like advocate like a mother one just always reigns true to me because Mm -hmm. I just feel like and I feel like it's such a powerful one because it just gives every mom a voice to just be who they want to be in that voice, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. yeah, as an advocate, everybody can own that. And it's mm-hmm. not, um, it, yeah, everybody gets to own that. So I love that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you've done a bunch of shirts, Michelle, for other different abilities or disabilities. Um, talk us through that. Cause you also, people don't know this, people might not know this about Littlest Warrior, but that you do 10% of all sales go to a different cause every month. And so you've donated to adoption, but you're the down syndrome world knows you really well. And we know you Mm -hmm. through the down syndrome world, but that you are also advocating for and creating a space and communities for people who have different ability, who have kids with different abilities. So how has that been for you? Like being introduced to these different communities and even being a person who's bringing them together. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, it all kind of started when um, my friend Brandy reached out, um, and sh- her son has cerebral palsy, and I had um, a Heart Warrior shirt, and she said, "Can you make a CP Warrior shirt for my son?" And I was like, "Of course," and you know, I feel like a lot of the, you know, like the ASL be kind, like that's very universal, and you know, helmet hair don't care, and like they weren't specific to Down syndrome. Um, same with Holland Tour Guide, but I feel like once I did CP Warrior, that kind of opened the door um, to then I had, you know, all kinds of, you know, parents reaching out and saying, can you make, you know, this, you know, certain diagnosis warrior shirts. And so I've actually, I've loved it so much. Um, it's definitely, um, 
been so fun just being able to be inclusive in my t-shirt designs. And one thing that's been really cool is I'll notice moms will tag other moms and say, and their children have the same diagnosis and they'll say, I found you through Littlest Warrior. And I'm like, Oh, I feel like, yeah, I just love that so much. It's just, it's just awesome knowing that there's like other communities being created because of it. And mm-hmm. I think that's something I'm super proud of. Um, but yeah, I donate uh, 10% every month to yeah, either a family adopting uh, a child with special needs or um, to an organization. And that's just been so cool. Uh, probably one of my favorite ones I would say are um, the ones with um, who are adopting because it's just so fun to be able to see their updates and, you know, see them bring these kids home. And just I just feel mm. like I had like a little tiny part in that. And that's just that just feels amazing. It's just there's no feeling like that in the world. It's just it's so cool. I was going to say one thing that we haven't touched on is that um, is your branding and the look that you go for with Littlest Warrior, I think is so important to take notice of that because I know that um, the way you dress, Michelle, and you're so hip, but that you wanted to make, um, I don't know, make a difference in that, like keep Down syndrome current and cool. Keep Down syndrome cool. (laughs) Keep it cool. This is a controversial conversation also, everybody. I love it. I love it. Um, yes, it probably is. Sorry. (laughs) But you know, Pat, like I'm just saying that it can't like, I don't know. Will you say it better, Michelle? (laughs) (laughs) Like when you were looking for Eli. What is Mercedes saying? You were like, okay, come on guys. Let's up to date these cool shirts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely like kind of what Heather was saying. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but there was, you know, there was, there was some stuff out there, but it was mainly you know ribbons and butterflies and you know yeah. just stuff that I wouldn't personally wear or Blues put and yellows yeah and or that I wouldn't put my kid in and so that was a big a big factor for me it was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna design some stuff that I would want to wear and that I'd want to put my kid in I and love you that. did <laughs> <laughs> and you did girl no offense to people who like ribbons and butterflies not. so for the next t-shirt are we gonna have keep down syndrome right keep down syndrome cool cool keep down syndrome rad well i was gonna ask earlier michelle if you feel like those connections like you really have built these kind of micro communities around rare conditions and um and yeah, we we want to hear more about the advocate like a mother podcast. And I'm wondering if those smaller communities started to lead you down the road to the podcast, um, because you felt like there was a way to bring everybody together hmm. to create a space for everyone. Yeah, definitely. I think like the main thing behind the, my podcast is. I definitely saw these moms who were doing incredible things and I just wanted to bring awareness to it, just highlight them and, and have them share their stories of just things that they've done. Like for instance, Rachel Coleman, um, from signing time, you know, her Mm -hmm. daughter was born deaf and she's literally changed the way people learn ASL. Like she's brought it into everyone's homes. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's just because her daughter was born deaf. I mean, she, she's awesome. Like I admire her so much. And so that's, that's, you know, what I wanted to do. I wanted to bring on moms who are doing awesome things because they're a mom, you know, and, Mm. and they're changing the world. Mm. I love that. It's so good. Well, let's transition to the podcast. Okay. Let's talk about that. Um, So you have a podcast, Advocate Like a Mother. And you just were telling a little bit about it, but what started, what exactly started the podcast? Tell us your, your story to podcast. <laughs> Honestly, like this is going to sound really silly, but I thought advocate like a mother sounded like a cool name for a podcast. <laughs> I, I, w- I wish there was like some profound like story I could tell right now, but that's, 
pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so good. I and I you've shared this with me, Michelle, that you felt a little bit timid becoming a podcast host. Um, that it's just not you felt like something that was in your repertoire necessarily. And I think it just speaks to what the podcast is and what your mission is and what your whole voice is being an advocate and being a mother and what you talk about for advocating like a mother, what it means for mothers to be advocates. That's a better way to say that. Um, so it's awesome to like watch you step, just do the thing. Like you just already are is kind of your, the way that you explain it, but you'll explain it better. Talk to us about when people say to you, I, how do I become an advocate? Like, what mm-hmm. do I need to do to right. be an advocate like you? Because people say that to you. Yeah. I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'll get DMs from people saying, how do I become an advocate? And my answer is always, you know, usually it's a DM on Instagram. And so I, I usually tell them, you already are an advocate. It, you <laughs> posting a picture of your child um, and spreading awareness for whatever you know, diagnosis they have, like that's you being their voice right now. Like you are advocating for them. And yeah, to kind of touch on what you were saying earlier, like I, I grew up with this lie that I had absolutely nothing good to say. And I believe that for a good portion of my life. And I feel like once Eli came along, like I, I kind of explain it as like I was sleeping before. And then like, I woke up, like I was Mm. able to, to find my voice because I needed to be his voice. And I think it, it took me a long time to get over the fact, like to stop believing the lie that I had nothing good to say and start mm. believing that I actually do have something important to say and, um, and that I need to speak up. And, mm. you know, it, it definitely took a while, like even just being a guest on a podcast, like a, even like two years ago, people would ask me and I, I'd turn them down. I'd say no, because <laughs> I was so scared. And, yeah. you know, so it's, it's taken a while. I mean, that was when Eli was three, you know, it's, mm. it's taken me a while to finally get to the point where I could feel comfortable and, and not be terrified about what was going to come out of my mouth or be scared that I'm going to say something really stupid and regret it. Like I finally had to get to that point where I'm like, no, this is, I'm just believing that lie. That lie is just on repeat in my head and I need to stop believing it. Yeah. I feel like when you enter into an advocacy space, um, it is usually a space where there's a little more high tension Mm -hmm. and a little more like high stress. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like when I'm, when I'm feeling like I need to really step into that role in a, in an intentional way, And so then I'm going to say something stupid, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to say the wrong thing at some point in life. I'm going to say something that's hurtful to somebody. I'm going to say, make a mistake. Um, for sure. That's at least how I feel about it. But, but that's okay. I think that people need to know, like, that's part of the process of using your voice, of standing up for your child, of, of making space in the world for them, that it's, it's messy, you know, it's messy and it's hard and it's stressful and, and that's what it is sometimes, but that's all the more reason to continue to show up, mm-hmm. I think, and continue to shout their worth. And, um, and then it also reminds me to be gracious towards people who say the wrong thing, you know, or make the mistake. That's my tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree. My external processing, you know, right just, now. and it's, it's like learning to walk or, you know, like you, you're totally. going to make mistakes in the beginning. And, and there's been right. lots of things along the way that I've like, you know, shoot, you know, why did I say that? And I got to give myself yeah. grace. Like I yeah. can't sit there and, you know, go over and over the dumb thing I said last week. You know, it's just, I got to move right. on. <laughs> it's yeah. not worth right. it. <laughs> totally. I love, I love what you said about finding your voice and how Eli like helped you yeah. really discover it for the first time. And I'm wondering um, what you would say to our listeners out there who maybe are in the same kind of space as you of feeling like, you know, maybe they never felt like they had something to say or when they think about being an advocate, um, or shouting the worth of their child, they are sort of like, I, I can't do that kind of thing. I'm not good at that. Um, what is your encouragement to them? 
Um, I think just going back to what I said before, just about like even just posting a picture, like you, mm-hmm. you don't even have to say anything, you know, just, mm-hmm. just post a picture of them and it doesn't even matter how many followers you have. Like, let's say you have 20 followers, you know, you're exposing your child and their difference to your 20 followers and in, in most likely, you know, not all of your followers are going to have a child with Down syndrome. And so that's an opportunity for people who aren't in our community to see this adorable little face. And mm-hmm. then, you know, next time they th- hear Down syndrome or think of Down syndrome, they're going to picture your child and it's going to be a positive thing. Mm-hmm. I totally. I, I have more to say about this. Imagine that. But I think that um, it may, what were you saying made me think of this is it's about showing up. Mm-hmm. That being an advocate is not about necessarily saying the right thing, but showing up over and over and over again and being a learner, you know, and being willing to like refine Yes. Refine yourself and be gracious, but you've got to show up. I think that's the first step to advocacy. Like go to the place that you need to be and bring your kids there and to show the picture, you know, like shout, mm-hmm. shout the worth. Mm-hmm. Like kiddos. Yeah. It's funny. Um, someone uh, showed me this article that this mom um, had written a few months ago and it was in response to my shirts and, um, <laughs> and it was, it was, it was definitely thought provoking. I, I don't necessarily agree with what she said, but her whole thing was like going to an IEP meeting, you're not being an advocate, you're just being a parent. Um, and, and she had a lot of, you know, like she basically says the opposite of what I say. Like my whole thing is like, you already are your child's advocate. Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning, you are their voice, you are their advocate. Right. And it doesn't matter if you are, you know, standing on Capitol Hill or, you know, building an inclusive playground or just posting a picture on Instagram. Like no matter what you're doing, you are their advocate. And her thing is like that's that's being a parent by going to an IP meeting or posting a photo. Like there's it's like a higher like there's more to it than just doing those things. And so it was definitely like, it was definitely interesting to hear another perspective on it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that one of us is right. And one of us is wrong. It's just, just interesting. Totally. Well, I think you're right. And I I do too. I kind of think she's being nitpicky, but I I mean, (laughs) the advocate, like a mother marries the two ideas. Like you are the mom. Yeah, it does. You're right. Again, I guess I don't think too deeply into things. I get so confused. I'm like, what? You had an issue with that? All right. You do you. Felt inspired. Put it down on on words and that's fine. We'll let her be her. But I think you're right, Heather. You married the two by saying advocate like a mother. You didn't take away the parenthood. You, I don't know, added to it. (laughs) Added cool verbiage um so michelle what is your dream for the podcast oh wow great question oh i don't know like definitely you know want to see it grow i definitely want to be able to have you know tons of guests and hear amazing stories um we haven't even started planning season two yet but i yeah, I'm just excited for the future. I need to like sit down and make my like dream guest list <laughs> so I can start, you know, reaching out to people. Cause yeah, there's just so many amazing moms out there. There's so, they're doing so many amazing things and yeah, it's just so encouraging to hear these stories. It's I so good. That. So good. Michelle, um, we are so thankful you're on this podcast and we are going to do something called good news later. We'd love for you to stick around. Um, and before we go to a break, will you tell us all the ways that people can get to know you more? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, so littlest warriors website is littlestwarrior.com. The podcast website is advocate like a mother.org. You can find me on Instagram, uh, littlest underscore warrior, or my personal account is Michelle Sullivan. It's M-E-E-S-H-E-L-L Sullivan. And then advocate like a mother. 
And then we are also on Facebook. Same names. <laughs> all, the same, all the same names. Do you yeah. do Twitter? I do, but I'm horrible at it. <laughs> Mike, I always see, I always see, um, cause I have my notifications on and it's always, Micah said this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's so good at Twitter. Micah's <laughs> good Micah at, is Twitter. at Twitter. She's the winner in this group. It's a sure. different world. I, I'm the, I'm the slacker on Instagram, but the winner on Twitter. Right. So we've all, we all have our, we, yeah, that's yeah. right. You do you. You do Roles to play. Roles to play. Um, and we'll, we'll have links to all of those items in our show notes. Um, Michelle, thanks for doing what you do. Thanks for putting yourself out there for being using your creativity to mm-hmm. um, really enhance our community yes, and to bring us together. We're super appreciative. And thanks for your time. <laughs> Thank you so the much. Podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes. Okay, we're going to take a break for a second and hear from a sponsor. We will be right back. All right, friends. So this week in place of a sponsor, we wanted to share a really great opportunity with you. So the Lucky Few podcast um, is we actually don't get paid for this (laughs) and it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of energy, which we love to give. But we're reaching a point right now where I just am going to be real honest and bring you all in to this honest moment because you all are like family here um, that we need some help in continuing to shout the worth of people with Down syndrome and shift the narrative. And we have a really great opportunity for you guys to be able to join us in that way um, financially and to support us financially every month so we can keep on doing this podcast. Uh, Micah, will you tell us, our listeners, how they can do that? Yes. So if you head over to our website, friends, that is theluckyfewpodcast.com. You're going to find a button that says Anchor. And that is one of the places where we host our podcast. If you click on it, you're going to see a purple button that says donate to this podcast. And um, when you click that, it'll take you to a place where you can sign up to give $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, and just be a financial support for us so we can keep doing what we're doing. You guys, we have big dreams for this podcast. We want to keep going for a long time. We want to have season four, season five, season six, and um, and onward. And onward. <laughs> your support, your donation every month will just partner with us to help us make this happen. We really do love you and we appreciate you so much. And we know as fellow Shadows of Earth and fellow Narrative Shifters that you are the first people who are going to want to continue to do that with us. And for as little as 99 cents a month, you can do that. So please head over to luckyfewpodcast.com and find the anchor button or spot or area there. (laughs) And you can click and support us in that way. And we really appreciate it, friends. Thank you so much. Thank you. We are back and it's the time of our show when we get to hear what our listeners are celebrating in the lives of their loved one with Down syndrome. Friends, everybody, everybody. it's time. It's time. For. Good. Oh my gosh. For some good news. Good news. Oh, yeah, Michelle. That was Michelle. <laughs> Okay, friends, we're going to all share some good news. Before we do that, I'm going to read this number. All right. If you are listening and you're like, oh, I've got some good news to share. Um, And first of all, what is good news? Good news is sharing something that our loved one with Down syndrome is doing that is amazing. And we know in our community that that can be something so small, which is not small, like taking their first bite of food or sliding down a slide for the first time or something huge like they went to their first I don't know um they won their first trophy in a sport or they you guys help me out here thank you they went to the prom (laughs) there's so many things that are good news (laughs) survived heart surgery I mean there's one million things I can think of three right now (laughs) 
<laughs> I've got one. The number to call or text. So you can call and leave a voicemail and you'll be on the show. It is 424-442-9147. And you can find that on the luckyfewpodcast.com as well. So Michelle, will you lead us out and give us some good news? Yes, I will. So Eli, um, he's five and we've you know, had some real struggles with him eating. And so I actually have like a couple good news to share in this realm, but um, we finally got approved for feeding therapy, which I've been advocating for for two years now. So, yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> so excited hey. about that. Yay. Um, and then one thing that we've been doing is ABA therapy, trying to help him to um, be able to try new foods. And he's usually like pretty just like no guys like I'm not I'm not touching it like he might lick it and that's like as far as we'll get <laughs> but um this past <laughs> week um I had some leftover gluten-free pizza and I was like I kind of you know want to see if he'll eat it and so what the therapist ended up doing is she got Rex from Toy Story and yes, she set it on the this. table and she put the pizza in Rex's mouth and Eli ended up eating it. Like he, at first he was like Amazing. making I out with Rex. It. Like first he was kind of just like <laughs> kissing him. And then before you knew it, he was actually like taking giant bites of this pizza. And we were just like in shock. We're like, I guess we know what works now. Like got to get Rex out every time we want him to try something. But we were just, that was huge. It's a huge win for us. And I'm yes. so excited. Huge win. Rex is like a mama bird and he's like a baby bird. Like yeah. Rex has a chill. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Do y'all remember that Saturday Night Live? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> they would chew it up and they just like spit it. Yes. We're going to try to link that. that in the show notes. No promises. Depending on how easy it is to find. No promises. <laughs> Amazing. But no, this is a huge deal, Michelle. And awesome. We are celebrating that with you. For yeah. sure. Yes. Ladies, do so you have big. some good news this week? Oh, I do. Uh, I do. I, um, I, so my mom sent me this button. Um, we're, we're trying all kinds of things to help Ace communicate. And he's had this big talk box that the school district has sent home with him. Do you guys know what those are? No. Like they're, they're very old school and they have picked there. They have like six or eight or something buttons and you slide in um, pictures and so and then you record your voice saying what it is so it's kind of like you know there's like newfangled uh, uh, iPod things where people can push the kids can Mm -hmm. push the button and it'll say what they need you know so but for whatever reason in the school district you start with this giant black box that does eight (laughs) words and um, so it's been a little challenging to like carry it with us anywhere you know to practice Um, but my mom sent a little button just to for that I decided to use for potty training because Ace has been doing really great sitting on the potty but he won't tell me if he needs to go so I have to be on it Mm -hmm. and get in there and and then maybe he'll go in the potty and so I got the little button and recorded my voice saying go potty and have and I put (laughs) a little you know, picture of a toilet on it, you know, and I stuck it onto the door of the bathroom. And so every time I took him in to go potty, we would push it together and my voice would go, go potty. Oh my God. Go potty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Go potty. I feel like you should sing it into it. I know, it would be a Mom lot more fun go if potty. I was like, go potty. Yeah. I'll more change familiar. it tonight. Okay. okay. Um, so, but... Yesterday, I'm in the kitchen, and Ace is playing in the living room, and all of a sudden I hear the button, and his little feet running down, and he pulled it off the door, and he's running down the hall, just pushing, go potty. Oh my gosh. Go potty. (laughs) Go potty. (laughs) And so, I was like, Ace, do you need to go potty? And he runs to the bathroom. And I helped him pull his pants down, and he went. He went potty. (gasps) So, communication, you guys. Oh my gosh. Communication that is, a is big, key. That's deal. Huge. I didn't have a potty button for August like that. That's smart. But Augie had, my August had the same kind of thing. Like it, he went for a while, but he wouldn't tell me. And then he will eventually. I mean, obviously he just did by pushing the button. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's huge. yeah, maybe we'll keep it up. That's huge. Mercedes, so do you have anything about our little sunflower? 
Oh man, I have so many things, so Sunflower. Many. And then I have a text. Ooh, yes. Um, someone okay. texted in. Um, so I'll do a quick one about my sunny girl. Um, we started sign language classes. Oh. So once a week we're doing sign and she's really good. She really picks it up and um she her speech has just really blossomed in this I feel like in the last Four, three to four months, and I I feel like pairing her speech and different exercises we are doing to strengthen her mouth with sign is just going to really continue to help her blossom with her language and expressing herself. So, um, yeah, she rocked it and is excited to go back. Sign language, yay! Um, and then we have a listener that texted in and said, Hey there, I have good news to share on behalf of my son, Ezra James, who is rocking that extra chromosome. He is no longer an orphan. We are Aww. about two weeks away from travel approval to head to China and bring him home to his forever family. Yes. You guys. Yay. Good news, yeah. friend. Thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. I know. So good. So again, if you want to share some of your good news, you can call us and leave a voicemail at 424-442-9147. And that is on our website, theluckyfewpodcast.com. Michelle, thank you so much again. Thank you for being (laughs) here. Thanks for inspiring us um, to be shadows of worth in our own spaces. And to all our listeners out there, go look up Michelle's podcast, Advocate Like a Mother, and get caught up. Um, she's uh, quite a few episodes in. Listen to him back to back. You won't be able to help yourself. Otherwise, you'll want to do that. And then you can find her podcast <laughs> wherever you get any podcast. And you can find her on Instagram at Little Warrior. And again, we'll have all of the links that you need to all of the spaces that you can find her. And as soon as you're done listening to this and giving it a five-star review, thank you so much, um, go, to Littles, go to her website and buy a t-shirt. <laughs> and buy a shirt for someone for their birthday or to wear for the summer or whatever it might be and let's be supporting her for sure yes and until then a big thanks to our editor and producer andy lara to our sponsor to our intern val schleider and all of you who shared the lucky few podcast with friends listened faithfully and cheered us on Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that you, listener out there, supporting your loved one with Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. Keep going. We're cheering you on. We'll see you next Monday on the Lucky Few Podcast. Bye. 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 Bye, friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Lucky Few Podcast. Review our show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our new home at anchor.fm slash the lucky few pod, where you can support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. Visit Anchor or our website, www.theluckyfewpodcast.com to begin supporting us today. Follow us on all social media at the lucky few pod. Tell us about your good news by leaving us a voicemail or text at 424-442-9147. Our show is edited and produced by Andy Lara at andylikeswords.com. See you next time and thanks for listening.